0: Hello heads and welcome back to DNC in 23. We only have a few episodes of this left, but man, I have really enjoyed the ride. I hope you have too. What a tour it's been and that continued last night for night 2 at the Gorge. So, let's talk all about it. July 8th, 2023 at the Gorge Amphitheater. Man, what a night so this was dead and co's second night at this venue in i believe quincy washington is the name of um of the town or the city that it's in seems like a really i mean obviously like if you've seen pictures of the gorge it is like truly breathtakingly beautiful um They've played here six times now over the years, uh, twice this year, twice in 2019, and then once each in 18 and 16. So it is a somewhat familiar venue, six times, that's a that's a good number. Um, but yeah, it looks absolutely breathtaking. Um, and I really do think that Nugs, if you were watching the live stream last night, they did a really nice job of taking a couple of moments to flash on not just the crowd which was massive last night apparently this venue I read it fits 27,000 people I feel like all 27,000 were in the barn last night I mean it looked jam-packed but in addition to showing the crowd nugs also showed the scenery they would take a couple of moments um, especially as the sun was going down at the end of set one and at the beginning of set two I'm thinking of one in particular during playing in the band that was awesome, where it cut from the stage to a much wider view and showed kind of the whole landscape. You could see the river behind the venue and the beautiful gorge that it sits in. So, I mean, just it seems like a wonderful place to watch a concert. And I hope that everyone who went there had a great time. It was a great show. So I know that you enjoyed the music. We poked around. We talked to our boots on the ground. And once again, our friend Jake sent us some nice notes about his experience at this venue last night. Um, And we're going to talk about Jake again in a little while because I have what will perhaps be the last scoring update that we provide on estimated profits until the end of the whole contest. And Jake just happens to be in first place so far. Uh, He told us that yesterday the line to get in was pretty brutal. Um, I heard that from some people night one, but it seemed like... The earlier you got there, the easier your time was, which is, I suppose, not shocking. Um, he said that the the barn was considerably more packed than the first night. So thank you for that update, Jake. That that checks out with what I with what my eyes saw um, on the thread, or excuse me, on the um the the live feed. So um, that's good to know. Uh, and then yeah, just he said that the entry in was slower, probably because there were so many more people. Um, there was also some sort of event here um i I don't remember the exact details but i heard that there was some sort of a violent incident at the gorge maybe a couple weeks ago after a show so i wouldn't be shocked if security was a little bit heightened um just kind of with that fresh in their their memories but either way um the weather looked beautiful and it looked like a really nice night for a show albeit hot but it's hot everywhere right now we're in the dog days of summer, so maybe with the exception of San Francisco next weekend, where it'll be you know sweater weather because it is San Francisco after all. I think pretty much all the other all the other venues that they could be playing right now would be quite hot. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the music. That's what we're here for, right? So set one began at seven twelve p.m. with uh, Mississippi Half Step Uptown Tutu. That's a point for Dave and estimated profits if you're keeping score at home. Then Here Comes Sunshine, Next Time You See Me, Loose Lucy, Friend of the Devil, They Love Each Other, and then A Really Beautiful Lost Sailor into Saint of Circumstance. Cool set list. It ended at 8.30, 8.34 Pacific time. Um, so let's talk about it. So Mississippi Half Step, I missed this one. I don't know how I was late. I had like the YouTube thing open. I was still debating if I was going to buy the buy the stream and I, end, I ended up doing it. But I didn't do it until we were in the middle of Here Comes Sunshine. So um, that's on me. That's my bad. Uh, I don't have any notes on Half Step. I'm sorry to say. I did see that there were a lot of people in the Reddit thread, like the live set list thread, who were talking about what a great version this was. And in light of what came next in set one, I have to believe that's the case. Uh, I'll be excited to go back and listen because I really like this song. And... When, um, Whenever I see it open set one, I am a bit excited about it because this is one of the first show openers that I really fell in love with for The Grateful Dead, and so it's, it's nice to me when Dead & Company plays it. Next up was Here Comes Sunshine. Nice second track of the show. I thought it was pretty cool to get into a song that they can jam out, and they did, um, like Here Comes Sunshine. O'Teal's playing was really magnificent on this song he was making this whole song sound a bit like elastic was the note that I wrote um, for me. Like they could bend it and shape it however they wanted to because of what he was doing on his bass. He sounded excellent. I love John's vocals on this song. He has like these interesting intonations and he has such a strong voice that he can kind of vary it to the different parts of the song. He just sounds really, really nice on here comes sunshine. And this one was no exception. Uh, One thing that I noted was the transition coming out of the jam and back into the chorus kind of toward the middle or middle end of the song. It's just super tight. They were on a dime back into the chorus. And that was a sign of things to come later on in the show for me. I also noted that mayor was already jumping around, hopping around on stage. And it was only the second song of the night. I thought that that boded really well for a hot show. Although for a moment later in this first set, I was kind of (laughs) wondering if maybe I was wrong about that. We'll get into that in a sec. Next up was Next Time You See Me. This was the first time they had played it since Deer Creek, so it had been a few weeks, and it was a nice one to get back into the mix. Really great organ solo by Jeff in the in the early going that gave way to a nice solo from John. It started pretty neat and tidy and... How do I word this? It was just on point. Like He was not really going to hog wild at that point. Then they got back into the chorus, and afterward, Mayer took on a much more driven, exploratory solo. He started going, you know, a little bit harder, a little bit wider, like taking it, like he was coloring outside the lines more during the second solo. Bob and Jeff were laying down really nice, consistent blues rhythm for him, so it left a lot of space for him to get weird over the top without it sounding like super chaotic for the third song of the night. But it did sound really interesting and really good. I really did like this next time you see me quite a bit and um I thought it was a great third track. So far I'm through these three songs I'm like this is going to be like an absolute heater of a show. These guys are not slowing down. Here came the slowdown. <laughs> um next up was Loose Lucy. The last time they played that was in May. It'd been more than a month. That was a show that Dave was at in Charlotte uh, on May 30th. So What's that? Almost six weeks ago uh, was the last time they busted this one out. I'm usually not crazy about this song, to be honest. Um, but I I did think that it was uh, a fine version. Um, Bob seems to enjoy singing it, and I like um, Mayer's kind of falsetto vocal over him. Um, another song that I'm not really crazy about, the way Dead & Company plays, was up next, Friend of the Devil. I honestly don't like even talking about this song because I hate being negative about it. I love the song friend of the devil. It's honestly like, as far as if I had to rank grateful dead album cuts, it would probably be in my top five. Like I listen to it a lot, the album version. Um, and so if you've listened to the show before, you've heard my gripe about the slow down version. I just, I love the faster version from the album so much that it's hard for me to fully appreciate the slower versions, but that doesn't mean that I think that it's bad or that other people can't appreciate it. I remember when Dave and I were in Atlanta and they played a pretty similar Friend of the Devil to this one, like at a similar tempo, um, just looking around and seeing how much everyone was loving it, and that made me really happy. And so I know that if you were, if you were there, you were probably loving this Friend of the Devil too. Some really nice soloing too, as there always is. Um, so an, a nice show there. But now we've got Loose Lucy, which is a slower song, and then Friend of the Devil, which they play quite slow. And then up next is They Love Each Other. And although they've been playing the faster 1973 version lately, not tonight. They're back to the 75 arrangement, um, the post hiatus version, which is considerably slower. Um, and I am not proud to admit this heads, but when this started, I was like, what are we doing? Like three pretty slow songs in a row after that kind of rip, roar and start. Like, like, what's going on here? Let's pick it up a little bit. Um, And that's not something I've really thought like at all, to be honest, throughout this tour. Um, But I should be embarrassed about that thought because this was a really, really nice version of They Love Each Other. They did start slow, but then they found a nice, slightly more upbeat tempo like midway through the song. I really love the playing on this one. The John and Jeff chemistry was on point, as it always is. And Jay deserves a bit of a shout-out because I think that he's the one who, naturally, was pushing them to play it at a slightly faster pace on the back-end soloing. And because they've been playing it at that 73 arrangement all summer, it was no problem for the band to heed that call and and pick up the pace. O'Teal had some really great walk-downs on this song and just some very charismatic and fun bass lines, so... I thought that that was really nice overall. As far as like slow versions of "They Love Each Other," um, and I don't have a gripe against the slow version. I just prefer the the faster arrangement. Um, I thought that this was really, really good, and kind of brought me back to being, you know, I, I kind of had to check myself and be like, "What are you? Why, why are you like being judgmental about the tempo right now? Get out of here!" Um, and then "Lost Sailor" and Saint of Circumstance" closed the first set just gorgeous stuff on these two songs. I, these were ones Dave and I talk about this sometimes with our, when we talk about grateful dead shows. And I think we've said it both of us a couple times throughout the summer too. There are some songs where I'm thinking, all right, I got to take some notes on what's going on here to talk about on the pod tomorrow. And then I just get sucked into what they're doing and I forget to even do that. And that's pretty much what happened here. I love the way that, um, Bob sings Lost Sailor, and his voice sounded great last night. So he was really belting it out, and, you know, the sound was so impassioned. And then the transition into the Circumstance was really rocking. It was a welcomed-back addition to the setlist. This is the first time they've played it since a show that Dave was at at SPAC in mid-June. And it's only the third time they've played it this whole tour. So it had been kind of out of the mix. And it it was a really nice thing to have back in the mix um, last night. All right. So that was set one. Overall, I thought it was a really nice set of music. Uh, Lots of highlights. And like my highlights may not have been your highlights. And I think that Friend of the Devil, for people who really do prefer that slower version, could have been a highlight in and of itself. For me, the highlights were probably, uh, well, it was definitely the Sailor Saint. I mean, it was just such a beautiful rendition. Um, to me, that was the high point of set one, but uh, I will say they love each other. Next time you see me, Here Comes Sunshine, not too, too far behind. All right, set two started at 9.13 Pacific time and it lasted until 11.05 p.m. No encore again um, tonight because I think they were up against the clock. But the second set list was playing in the band, into the wheel, into a plain reprise. Beautiful set. Of music to begin the second set then uh, St. Stephen including the William Tell bridge into the 11 drums space Dark Star verse 2 closing out what they started night one at the gorge into Althea into Stella blue and then one more Saturday night so a uh, really great set of music as you guys know I live on the East Coast and this ended at 205 a.m. East Coast time so I did not get to hear the entire second set Um, I'll tell you my reasoning of why I ended when I ended. I listened to the first three songs, Playing the Wheel and Playing. First playing, I loved. They got spacey pretty early, and then they got really jazzy. And then O'Teal started playing the wheel, but John wasn't done bopping around in outer space. So there's a really long transition for the full band to get onto the wheel, even though you could hear that it was coming which i loved such a good transition and it was just so satisfying when they finally did drop into the wheel this was a great version of the wheel it's been a little while since they've played this one too i feel like i i'm thinking about our estimated profits like uh submissions that we've gotten from people and i i've seen a lot of the wheel lately um I mean, I don't think that they've exactly played it like only a few times. They've probably played it four or five um, throughout this tour. But it feels like last year they played it more frequently than that. Um, I don't have those stats right in front of me, but I do think that it's been uh, a couple of weeks um, since the last time they played it. This, I dare say, is the best version of the wheel I've ever heard Dead and Company play. So if you have the Nugs video from last night, go check out, this timestamp, two hours, 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Mayer starts playing this line that sounds so familiar to me. It's like, maybe it's Blue Moon or it's a contemporary of that song. And it kind of has that slightly, I think purposefully, schlocky kind of wailing guitar sound. And he's quoting that here. And there's this, he's bathed in blue light on the stage and it sounded great. It only lasted for like, maybe five to ten seconds. But it's one of those things where he's quoting something and your ear goes, Ooh, I know what that is. What is that? Um, it was just great. Then a big old type two jam in the middle. They go completely off the page. They are, you know, I said coloring outside the lines earlier. That's really what they're doing here. They this is not related to the wheel really in any way. And then a super spirited jam toward the end of the song. Um the way they come back into the wheel theme after that that big jam is really nice but the spirited end toward the end shout out to uh, a reddit user who we've talked about a couple times this year don't touch that knob his analysis is always great and he was the first person i saw mention um that it sounded like diamonds on the soles of her shoes so maybe that's what they were quoting or just the vibe that they were playing but once he said that i was like oh my god that is what what's going on here a little paul simon quote during the wheel it was really fun and it sounded really great. And then they were back into playing. It started slow, almost ominous. You guys know the way that they transition back into playing a lot of times when they're getting back into it. And then it builds back into a really lovely plan. And then in the last notes of the outro, John adds back in some of those creative frills that he was thrown into the wheel. Um, and so he was like re-quoting himself from the middle of this plan sandwich. It was just excellent. So I got to the end of that, and it was probably 9.45 maybe uh, Pacific time, which is 12.45 Eastern, and I was like, you know what? This is a perfect note for me to end on. I'm going to go to bed now and uh, try to get some sleep. And oh boy was I mistaken. I you know, I did buy the thing, so I still have the video to watch this morning, which I will. I'm very excited about. But I, when I was reading through the Reddit thread this morning, The song that pretty much everyone was talking about was St. Stephen. It seems like St. Stephen was maybe the high point of the show. If you were there and you agree, let us know because um, we already had uh, two different people who were there who emailed us and one just said St. fucking Stephen (laughs) and the other one said, my God, this Stephen. So yeah, uh, the masses were loving St. Stephen. Our boots on the ground were loving it and uh, I'm sure that you did too. From there into the 11, drums, space and then closing out Darkstar. A nice 1960s vibe for our Troubles. And then they jump ahead to the 80s with Althea. Um, Really a nice surprise to get Althea this late in the show. That's kind of cool. And then into Stella Blue and one more Saturday night. So that's it, man. I mean, great show. Uh, Great weekend at The Gorge not that we expected anything else. Uh, that's just what they've been doing this summer and they've got three more nights to keep doing it. So, um, on that note, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, estimated profits. Dave and I are going to need some time before we pick our Friday songs. Um, I didn't even text him for his pick because I know that I'm going to need some time to think about it. I'm sure he is too. We have three nights ahead in San Francisco next weekend and, um, I have no idea how I'm going to try to um, figure out what they're going to play each night. Um, there are some things that I feel like we know they'll play over the course of the weekend. Like, for example, there will be at least there's going to be a touch of gray um, one of the three nights. There will be a China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider. Probably a Help Slip Franklin one of the three nights. Um, I hope that there's another Dark Star, but I guess we'll see about that. I'll be interested to see how much these two nights influence what they're doing in the next three nights ahead. There's basically a full week off um, before the next shows, so there's plenty of time, I think, for them to say, let's just take it as a hard reset, and anything that we played over the entire run of Dead & Company is on the table, regardless of when we played it last. Um, So anyways, we will have our our picks up on Friday before the show as usual. But while we're talking about estimated profits, let's give a score update real quick. Man, it is tight at the top of the leaderboard. We have three people who are still in contention to win this whole thing. We have Jake, our boots on the ground from earlier. He has 33 total points. We have a Reddit user, monkey and engineer, a name that uh, should Ring a bell uh, to you guys. Um, Great song reference by him uh, or her. And then Ben, I hope that I'm going to pronounce this right. I think it's Scholes. Ben Scholes could be Ben Scholes, but I think it's Ben Scholes. Uh, He has 27 points. So he's behind. But if Jake, you know, has an epic collapse and goes over six in the bay, Ben goes six for six. He could catch up. So he's still in this thing. And the fact that there are only three people who are left standing at this point, um, all three of these guys and and or gals deserve a shout out. Uh, So good job by you guys. Jake is on an absurd heater right now. Uh, He has kind of differentiated himself because he has gotten at least one song right every night since uh, the first night of Wrigley Field, which I believe is 15 shows in a row now from indianapolis or excuse me from deer creek through night one at the gorge she was two for two in five straight shows so that's a a pretty serious hot streak right there that has kind of given him that narrow one point lead as we head into the last weekend all right well that's going to do it for us folks Uh, we'll be back on saturday to talk about night one in san francisco and even sooner than that we'll be back on tuesday to talk about the latest archival release from the grateful dead that's right a regular working man's pod, not a DNC in twenty three. Uh, we will be joined by Zach Cropper from the great podcast Rock Talk with Doctor Cropper to draft songs from the Grateful Dead's release of their show from July tenth, nineteen seventy three, uh, with the Almond Brothers. That is a fun show. It's available anywhere you stream your music, and it was a fun episode to to record with Zach. So I hope you'll check that one out. Um, and until then know our love will not fade away.